0: I'm Derek Weekly and welcome to episode 89 of the weekly weekly podcast as always thank you very much for tuning in watching or listening whatever you decide to do I want to say thank you very much to uh, Grace Doyle for coming on last week to talk about um surfing and uh traveling and all the stuff she's into um you know the adventure side of things and i listened back to them i was kind of going god i'm kind of afraid of everything but i will say actually i was in the atlantic this week i am doing the cold water thing and i'm kind of gradually moving around to different places and i was in the atlantic and there was 10 year olds jumping in and everything and i was skittishly walking down the steps but i got in and you know i was I survived as a wet day in Galway, but it was nice, and it was nice to be out there. But listen, uh, if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, that would be really good. It's um, very helpful. All the likes and those kind of things are great, and your support is is uh, is really appreciated by myself and John, who was off to Amsterdam this week. Uh, good on him. Uh, but listen, we'll get into it. I'll introduce my guest this week, and she is an art director and a visual artist, and her name is Mimi Siri. How are you doing, Mimi? Hi, Derek. How's it going? Very well, thanks. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Mimi. Yeah. Mimi. Yeah. Like the it's it's the only Mimi that I've heard of is um, is John Lennon's aunt uh, who who raised them, and uh, that's the only person I've heard kind of use the word Mimi. So I just wanted to be sure that we got off on the right foot, basically.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Mimi comes from like um, my birth name is Marie and. I'm a middle child of six children under six at the time, so nobody could really talk properly while well, I was like wandering around. So instead of Marie, people like you know the kids used to just go me, me because they didn't develop their speech yet. So it's just stuck. Yeah,
0: that my um my aunt was uh, Marie, and she uh, same reason was uh, Mia because nobody could say yeah. Yeah. So we we've kind of found uh, a kind of common thing there. Um, listen, thanks very much for coming on, obviously.
1: Yeah, no problem, no problem at all.
0: Um, I've, been, I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, we will start, as we always do, uh, with a short history of your upbringing, please.
1: Um, well, I grew up in Dublin, Glass 11, and um, then my family moved over to Athlone when I was about 13, and uh, spent four years in the Bower, so like, I was in first year, in, still in Dublin, I went straight into second year, into the Bower, like, you know, it's very difficult, like, to you know, go, to go from, like, you know, uh, Mila Dublin to Athlone, like, but sure got through it anyway. I characters in that kind of a way when you're that young and you're moving around. And, um, yeah, I went to the Bower and then went to college um, up in GMIT and uh, had a bit of that, but, like, always too much good practice, So, of course, like, dropped out after, like, a year and a half. And uh, then I went up to SLIGO and I kind of matured a little bit. but um, And I got the degree there and um, it was like, everyone was kind of going to me like, oh, you're doing a master's because that's what you do. Like, you know, you have to build on up like PhDs, master's or whatever, what have you. And I just made a decision then, like, just like, I either go on to do a master's or finish my education by traveling. So straight after college, I was just like, hit Asia for four years. And um, I'm very glad I did that because that was the end of my educa- education. Like, you know, it was just, um, I'm still learning from the experience, even though it was so long ago. And um, then when I came back, um, graphic design just popped out of nowhere. Like, it was such a weird thing to happen. Like, uh, I never even thought of doing it before, but I just did a short course and I absolutely fell in love with it. And um, went to Bali for, for two years, like, and um, studied. I really liked the thoughts of just studying the concepts of advertising and the principles of advertising to kind of reinstate it, reinstate like the kind of the insecurities that um, advertising gives the public so they can sell products, you know, like you can't sell a product without creating a problem, you know. Um, so to flip that over, like learn the principles and basically use it against them, do that kind of <laughs> Like so. like. Um, like you were saying there earlier on about like kind of like how how my work has developed like I always thought and one of the reasons as well why I got into graphic design because I loved the fact how graphic design is so good for uh, activism like you Mm. see it back in like all wars and stuff like that like graphic design was so important if all museums were closed like oh you just got all these uh, posters everywhere like you know lot of satire like well, a lot of really deep thinking stuff like in graphic communication is brilliant for that um but now i'm going on the road it just like my baby actually i don't think i'm an activist anymore um i'd prefer to kind of help people to move on you know what i mean like um and there's like you haven't gone against activism around like that i'm still an activist at heart but like um, I was thinking about this there the other week. It was just like some people fight the war and then some people heal the wounded. So hmm. I used to be someone that like wanted to fight the war. But now it's just like, no, Actually, I think my, my role here is to heal the wounded.
0: Yeah. And, and like, obviously, we'll get into that. And there is some um, p- parts of your work that we can kind of touch on on that. And it's, uh, it's really uh, the messages are very powerful. Kind of in their simplicity, but also the way in which you place them, and we'll we'll talk about the, the your altruism uh, that you have listed on uh, your website and stuff like that. um When did you uh, first become aware of mental health?
1: Um, I suppose you, you could take that question like wide open, like you know, uh, first person you may smile. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if you're a child, like you know, and you do something thoughtful or. You, you fall over and you, you witness them laughing it was just like oh well, if I do it again they'll laugh again like yeah. so that that would be like technically that's how i would read that kind of question like you know how, how would you be aware and then some people you be you observe as a child like to you know mm. um all the time like you know what causes an argument what causes people upset stuff like that like and and then when you see someone feeling better then you Apply that, like you know, make them feel good again, like because you've seen something that has made someone else feel good, like you know that kind of way. Like so. yeah, um, we all kind of um, are able to um, help people get over a mental health issue just by you know observing, like you know other people how yeah. how other people deal with it.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a it's probably because like we're eighty nine episodes in now, and it's a different way of looking at it. You know, definitely that, because we all it's obviously look it depends on the person but it's the idea that a lot of people will say it was when they were first affected themselves with with the mental health difficulty or or one of their you know family or friends and there's all sorts of way of looking at it and and it does kind of come down to smaller things as well as 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 the big kind of issues and it's it's nice to kind of to highlight those too, like the the fact that we can make f- people feel better and um in our and with our words, so it's it's nice to kind of bring that side of it too. So, obviously, we appreciate that. Um, so when did your so when did your first kind of when did your artistic side come out for the first time?
1: Um, when I was a child, um, ma'am, uh, when I was, uh, what if, I, I was always drawn anyway as a child, but like to become an artist, like I don't really wanted to, um, what I wanted to do, like. Mom used to um, cut out the old cigarette papers in the newspapers. Uh, sorry, not cigarette papers, cigarette advertisements from the newspapers. When I was a kid, and I would have been about three, and um, because there was, there was like loads. Would you remember the, mm. the surrealist um, advertising cafe? I think it was Satchy actually that did it, especially the, the silk outs, I think he did. I'm not sure about Benson and Hedges. I was so fascinated by them. It was just like. Where did these come from? Like a human couldn't have made this. Like, you know, it's just like, how did this happen? This different world. How can we go into this different world? It's just like, where's where is this world? So um again, I became a smoker, of course, at 13. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> After all that. Yeah. And um like gave up for a few years and went back on them a few months ago. So I'm gonna have to <laughs> give up again. But anyway, the art really stuck with me, like, you know, especially the surrealists you know um going into a different worlds and like there's no limits there and, and all the rest of it. Like, but like well yeah i was always drawn like you know um it's great um, it's great for everybody like not just artists like you know it's just like words are so restrictive language is so restrictive like you know um modern times and and the past as well like there's only so many ways you can say i feel bad it's just like why and you know doing music or doing art or doing anything at all, making a meal is expressive enough to say how you feel like, you know what yeah. I mean? So um, now, yeah, that, that would be the major benefit of it. Like, you know, just words aren't enough. You know? Yeah.
0: And it's funny, the surrealist kind of thing, I we had an um, expressionist uh, painter on there. It was, oh God, it was a long time ago now, but uh, we, we he wasn't into surrealism. He He just said, he saw that all in his mind already, so he didn't need to paint it. And uh, to me, it kind of I had to have a, a deep think about that because I don't see that stuff in my mind. You know, the, the idea of, um, you know, I suppose Dali is a, is a good one to kind of use it's the melting clocks and things like that. He said that was just his everyday life when you were. Obviously, you mentioned that the, the cigarette ads, but like when you were growing up and you were getting into art, um Surrealism obviously was a, because you mentioned already it was a big influence. Like, who, who were the kind of artists that you were getting into?
1: Um, it's a hard one now because, you know, I was a child back then. Mm. So it was like stuff that I just see. Um, I suppose um, the guy that you were talking to before, is, and he said, um, I've seen it everywhere because names don't really come to mind like before 10, but. Um, I'd agree with him that like it is everywhere as in like um, you see patterns kind of moving mm-hmm. uh, around that age your brain isn't really fully developing anyway like you know what I mean you will kind of hallucinate a little bit so whatever I saw in the world like I kind of took from that and, and it would start drawing like in um, I suppose that, like you know later on um, I, I would kind of come across who Van Gogh was and it would be the same kind of, thing, kind of um, moving patterns and stuff like that, like, and the energy that goes into it. Um, but when going into, like, um teenage years, like, um, oh, well, poetry would have definitely opened me up. Soundings, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll never forget, like, you're so alone. Like, and going back to what you are saying, like, when you were first aware of uh, mental health, um, that other people actually had different ways of thinking was um, T.S. Eliot's um, Love Song, Ralph J. Pufa." I had no idea. I thought I was alone that, like, the, this world was a bit off. It was mm. just like, you didn't want to go into why it was a bit off because nobody else was talking about it. Do you know what I mean? It was like, everyone was just like, oh, yeah, into this, and everybody's in little boxes. And you were like, I don't fit in any box here. Like, yeah. You know, And I think most people feel like that, but they don't really say it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's what a lot of trouble is, because if you don't fit into a box, that makes the problem way really worse. Like, it's okay not to be in a box. When I, I read that poem, I was just like, and for an adult, you know, when you're 16, and you know, it's just like, oh, this is just young person problems. But when you have an adult telling you, like, no, I, I feel, what is all this repetition and the nonsense of it all, like, you know, so that really, like, you know, aside from our art, art, has really changed my mind about the world. Mm. You know, that uh, there was a freedom to talk about stuff like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when you like when you once when an artist because uh, obviously art like you mentioned poetry there an artist is many many things but when we're talking about uh, a visual artist how does or how did you find your kind of I suppose your what way to put it your kind of style how would you how did you come across the style that you're into and that's not to say that you're in a box in the in, in what oh, you yeah, do yeah. you know but yeah just your style in particular
1: um, my style in particular—it changes all the time, and it's relative to what um, uh, what I want to say. Mm. So, if there is like, and it does change all the time. When I was uh, first went to college, like a lot of my stuff was very surreal. So I, I felt that, um, I was trying to make sense of my environment. You know, that kind of way, mm. and that's where surrealism comes from. It's just like—is this hard to explain? But like, um, in contrast to what it's developed to now, is just like, what do I want to say? Mm. Um, it's just like, well, you know, I'd like to um kind of bring, well, the, the latest ones would be more to do with like kind of mental health and bringing people into the present moment and reinforcing, like, um, kind of if you couple say, you know, the way like if, if uh, people are, are talking all the time on, you know, human manuals as well, self help books and all the rest of it. Like and you can read some any of them and you can you can watch the talk shows and stuff like that. And it, it's all great, but like there's real good power of combining word mm. and a visual representation of it. Like it's it really empowers it because there's a lot of concepts out there that like, you know, I you know it thinks in and go, Oh yeah that makes sense. I'll just give me I it's off the top of my head. Uh, we are all one. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like we're, we're all connected and stuff like that. And it sounds lovely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it sounds really empowering. It's like, yeah, I get that. But like, uh, and sometimes they do and the last five seconds and it's gone again. It's just like thinking because everything's so busy and there's so much distractions going on. But if you couple something like that a phrase and you couple with a visual, mm. it, it sticks there. Do you know what I mean? It reinforces the message and um and your brain also loves puzzles. I love neuroscience, think. Um, if you uh, present, and that's part of visual communication where it's done well as well, if you present um, a, a message with a puzzle mm. um, and your brain works at it, and when it finally gets it, it's just like the eureka moment and they'll remember whatever you've advertised or, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it could be a movie poster or, or art as well. Like, so like, there's a lot coming to play, but I'm huge into neuroscience and uh, art
0: the there's one in particular that i love because um when i'm really struggling when i'm really down or having a very particularly anxious kind of period you know i uh, my mom will say um this too shall pass and that was one of yours that i saw on on your website and uh it uh again it, it's like that what you talk about the visual as well as just the the wording but it's not like it, it well, obviously it's very personal because there's a, you know, there's a side of it from my mom coming across, but it's something that is very, uh, that would stick in someone's mind. I think it's not very kind of uh, vague, you know, there's a, there's a very purposeful, like purpose to what you're trying to say. And um, when you come across those kind of uh, thoughts, when you, when those thoughts pop up, do you worry that there is that kind of thing when you think about those, you know those kind of bland vague sayings and you think is you know where does that come in where you can going find... because confidence is a massive thing as an artist mm. and i think uh, to find that those words and to write it down and kind of step away from go okay that's done now and leave it i i that confidence wouldn't be in me where do you get that confidence from is that just grown over time
1: um. It's not a confidence, it kind of, I think it more comes from anger, from a, a okay. that was actually, I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> I'm not generally an angry person. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm definitely like, no, no human being is confident. Hmm. You know, no, nobody is, you know what I mean, like, um, we're all the same, like, you know, we're all nervous as hell, like, you know, every meeting that we have, but we, we get through it, like, you know, we laugh about it afterwards, and we get, all get to know each other, and the more we talk about, like, you know, how... Scared we can be, like the, the more comforting it is, but um, well, the anger, like it, that wouldn't be the, the confidence thing, would be um, uh, I uh, what was it? it was about three months ago. This is an example now, uh, three months ago, I was in uh, Marxist Spencer's, and um, there was this t shirt and it said, Make Every Day Count, right? Yeah, and it was in a play, it was in Helvetica font, okay, used by the Nazis, by the way. Fun fact, but anyway, um, it was an vegetable fet- 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 font and it was just bold and it was just the three forwards. Uh, four words. Make, take, okay? Yeah, four words. And um, the fact that it was just so bold and it was just black and white, uh, white background, black text, there was no kind of like fancy font or anything like that to make it look pretty or anything like that. There was no feeling towards it. And I got so angry. it was just like, that's a guideline. Do you know what I mean? And I see this everywhere, you know, it's just like, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, uh, people always, like, I've been helped in the past by self-help books and all the rest of it, like, and they're a great benefit, but too much of it, it Mm -hmm. is like a human manual. So, that's where I get the words from, it's just like, and and I think like, you know, just don't tell people, you know, what to think, or like, you know, and and you might have good intentions, like make every day count, but like, you know, if it's presented to you in a bold way, it will come across as guidelines, so just being careful about, uh, and interactive as well, is really important, Do you know what I mean, your environment changes, um, like that, that's the brilliant thing about public art, it's just, it's not, not just what the public art is, like you could put a giant snail in the middle of a green, um, but what public art does, like you, you be going to work or whatever, or going to the gym, or and your mind just keeps on going and going and going, normal mundane things and stuff like that, because it never stops. And then all of a sudden, like, you stop and you see this giant snail just in the middle of the green. And you're like, at that moment, everything stops. Mm. And what they say is, and it's very true, it's just like art is a means to connect us with reality. So, in that moment that you're paying attention, you're in reality. And that's, re- that's the most important thing. You get that with all art anyway. You go into a museum, like you, you see a, a picture, and all of a sudden your whole attention is on that picture. Hmm. You're in reality. But now, well, public art is magic with that because obviously you get wide, many, many people do it. Like, yeah. you know, not just people that like, um, you know, have spare time to go to a museum, like, you know, you have like every kind of person, like, so. Yeah, hugely,
0: hugely important. Yeah. Um, We're going to get more specific into your own work in two seconds. I'll just read out the advert and we'll get back to it. All right. Cool. Um, Okay. So Fusion Training Center, Monksland Athlone, a place to train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, kickboxing, martial arts and CrossFit. A great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community. If you want to join the team, find us on Facebook at Fusion Training Center or drop in for a chat. Fusion Training Center, train like a warrior. So yeah it's all going there if you want to do something different try something new give uh, give Martin a shout and uh, sign up for something and you know get get moving. Um so there was there in Atlone if people haven't been to Atlone there's a, there's a square at the library and there's a, a large sundial on the the side of the building. Um and so Mimi, you you got to you had a piece underneath the sundial. I'll let you explain it and I suppose how it came about as well.
1: Yeah. Um, how it came about was um, I was, I created this um, miniature museum. It was through lockdown there last year and it came about from one of the pieces there. So like uh, um, the concept behind the miniature museum, like it, it's funny the way it turned out, like it actually manifested itself through reality, like we just got, um, but um. Yeah, like I, I started off with the phrase, all of time is right here, right now. And I was obsessed with the phrase and loved it, absolutely loved it. So um, what I did was just a lot of walks through town, like, and just having it stuck in my head, like, and I was just like, where would I put it? Like, you know, and, um, you know, a few things came into my head like that. Um, you know, maybe I could put it on a bench, but that's done so many times before. And then I was just like, well, it meant it's time. I put it on the clock. I was looking at all the clocks in that long. And I wouldn't mind, like, I go by that library all the time, like, and I never even coughed. Talk about months of coughs, it's like, the sundial, like, mm. you know, beautiful, beautiful sundial. It's just like, of course, put it underneath there. Yeah. So I did some tests, and thankfully, because it was locked in, like, I wouldn't have had the balls, like, to go and, like, you know, do tests and stuff like that. There was loads of people around, but because there's no one around... Um, I got my phone board and um, got a little of cardboard and I was able to go up like and test it. It was completely by myself. So once I got that done, I knew like it would work. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I got support from um, Westmeath County Council and Create Ireland, which was brilliant. So I was able to uh, create the work and put it up in, I uh, was up for three and a half weeks or something like that? And the sun came out now, which is brilliant.
0: Yeah. And- I'm very touched by that. Yeah, that's, but that's what the, the great thing about it is because I suppose for, for the less, um, um, you know, visionary people, uh, like myself would just stick the, uh, letters on the wall, uh, you know, facing out so everybody could read it in that way. But obviously the way you had placed them on the wall, it was to do again with the sun and the way the sun was shining down as to when you could actually read what the message was.
1: Yeah, like it is quite hard to describe because I've done that before on um, a Zoom call. And like, even if you could see the person and you're going, well, oh, the letter's at this angle and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of impossible. But I'll try the best now. Um, so the text, um, well, the, the phrase all of time is right here, right now, was put in um, right angles. So um, if you can picture the way a sundial um, works is like, you know, there's bits jutting out. Um, Well, the one in Athlone, like, just has, um, it's got a prong that tells the time. Mm. The light shines on it, and obviously the shadow comes uh, from it. So the same works with the text. The text was coming out from the wall. You couldn't really, you can see the stone, but you couldn't really see it because it's at a right angle. So the text is coming out of the wall, and so was the prong from the actual sundial. So, when the sun um, casts shadow on the sundial at the same time, it casts shadow on the text. Now, it was really funny because I was like, when I was working all the way through, I was just like, oh yeah, praying for sun, doing some sun dances and all the rest of it, like, you know, like, hopefully, like, you know, like Irish weather. And I, when I put it up, I totally forgot I need the cloud as well because I need time to pass. If you just had, like, all of time is right here, right now in shadow, then the meaning is static, like it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't force it. When you see it disappear, it enforces um the fact that, or the the idea that, you know, that moment's gone now.
0: Mm.
1: You're not you're never going to get that. That's that's the past, you know. And uh, like uh, a few people that were, so a lot people love lovely about it, and they come up to me and and, and said their a few words and stuff like that. And as I said to them, like I'll, I'll say it to you now, like it, it's to do with like. You know, uh, the past is done now. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about it. Like, you no know, picking. It's done. It doesn't exist anymore. The future is just a concept. Do you know what I mean? You can't predict the future. It, it that doesn't exist anymore. That's just right now, is that what reality is? And when the the shadows are cast, that's the moment has gone.
0: Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. And it was. I think it was the first thing I saw that you uh, did. I think was it in the paper? Maybe. But it was one of those uh, things that was very striking to me and very clever. Um, we will obviously give some of your details out at the end so people can go back and have a look at all your artwork and, uh, you know, uh, get into it. But th- you mentioned the the miniature, working in miniatures, um, <laughs> uh, an absolute nightmare if it was me. Um because I'd say my I don't have the steadiest hands. Um why why miniatures in the first place? Was you, you mentioned it was d- uh, during the COVID time, was it was there a a link between the two?
1: Um first it was just practicality because I couldn't mm. get into my studio, so I was like, I still wanted to create art, and I was just like, how am I gonna do this in a small space? To make them small. <laughs> um and lesson came from there. Um so um when and also while lockdown was going on, like you know, you'd be starved over the head of, you know, you can't go see live bands. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not just Irish and all the rest of it. Like and you miss it so much, the connection and stuff like that. Like so, when I was looking at all the on- online exhibitions, like it's, it's still a screen. Like you know, you don't get the feeling from it. Like you know, you, you know, you listen to a CD. It's it's nothing compared to seeing a concert. Like yeah. you know, it's it's a replacement, but like you know, but um. So when I was looking at that, like, it was just like when I was doing the miniatures, I was doing the miniatures anyway. But then I was thinking, it was just like, well, what, what if I just get the public to project themselves into this space? So um, I added that into the um, Muse- Miniature Museum of Public Art and I released it on Instagram. So, yeah, um, people were asked like to do a mandatory uh, meditation for 15 minutes before entering in. And once you enter, you're in another round, completely different round uh time and space just doesn't exist here anymore you're among your family and friends there's there's no covid there's no restrictions you know you're all happy here and you're here just to look at the art and see what you think and all the yeah. rest of it like so that that was the um the, the, the whole thing it was an alternative way yeah uh, to, to view art like you know and, and a bit of fun obviously as yeah. well like you know uh, I, I really enjoyed doing it because um i understand that like um that there's the thing like that. Uh, this is neuroscience as well. And it's very. You might find this interesting. Um, it, it's called well, it's cognitive um, embodiment in art. Uh, is when if you're creating a work of art, just say it's sunset something like that, and um, and you're drawing it or painting it, whatever. There, there's certain areas of your brain that lights up. All the rest, but when you're in the of you know, creation, but what happens is when a viewer looks at that same painting the exact same areas in the brain light up so it's kind of like a conversation mm. do you know what I mean between the artist and, and the, the viewer and, and it's absolutely magical when you think of it so I was thinking about that all all the time through it like so you know I, anytime I'm making anything like that has that kind of theme to it like you know togetherness or like that I'd always have Adam Watts or Alan Watts in the background or, or some kind of like you know um zen feature Mm. like that like so you know when you view the art hopefully their brains yeah uh, will will light up the same way my brain lights up
0: yeah and like i find the the whole idea just because the you know working in miniatures is a, a you know a scary kind of idea for me but it's it's um it's like we we have talked an awful lot and we continue to talk about mindfulness on on here and um the idea of how it can come from so many different things and we're all obviously so different in what we will find Some will find miniatures mindful and others will find them very frustrating because of maybe they're clumsy like me you know so it's good gu- it's great to highlight things and for people to to see your work obviously and to to maybe think you know outside their own box and think well maybe I could try that maybe that would be yeah. something that would I could sit home and do and again that's becomes almost a conversation in itself if you're you know the influence uh you get from other people is is a huge part of that as well I I think um do you think that like since uh COVID and I know we're still you know not fully away from it yet but do you think you've it has any kind of psychological effect on your art
1: on the art well it, it's there's a bit of a story behind that you see I because I'd be kind of conscious of like if there's uh, people talking about like, oh, what did you do during during COVID? And and it's like, and some people are like, well, all all I could do was like lie in bed, you know? And then other people are like, oh, it was great, creative, like, and and it was doing this, that, and the other. And, you know, we're all responsible for each other's happiness. Like, you're actually making the other person feel bad by kind of going like, you know, I did a great time. And, you know, if you lay in bed all day, there's nothing wrong with that, like, you know? But um, the only reason why I was different was because, like, when I was in college in Dublin, I'd suffered my own um, isolation myself. Like, Um, I lived in, well, this is through college now, it's very intensive, very intensive in Valley Farmers. And I lived in an attic room above four nuns, right, and went into uh, college every day. And it was so intensive that there was no social life. You couldn't. Now, by firm' is a brilliant college, so don't get me wrong, mm. like, you know, absolutely brilliant. Uh, but it was so intense that, like, um, you couldn't barely talk to the person next to you. So that was every day for, like, two years. And even when you came home, like, you couldn't talk to nuns. Like, not wrong, nuns either, like, they're very <laughs> nice people. But you yeah. couldn't talk to nuns. And the bus into town was so far away and you had so much homework. So I was isolated all the time. And you don't realise it when you're in the middle of the isolation, how much you're affected with it until you come out of it. Mm. So weirdly enough, like um, COVID, I was able to handle and still be creative. Like uh, after those two years in, um, because I left in 2018 for HND. And because I was so affected by it, I did a lot of research on social isolation. And I created my own concept about like how to help uh, loneliness and stuff like that was called CORE. And, um, And then COVID happened. So I was well equipped. I knew what to do Uh, when it when it came. It was just I've been through this before and I was able to contact my friends and go like, look, if you feel a bit weird or you're getting any uh, strange sensations around like that, like that, you might think that you're alone. Just talk to me. I know exactly what to do, like, you know, and explain to them what's what's happening in their brains, because um, it's it's a very interesting subject. Like, you know, um, it's very bizarre, like isolation and depression are two completely different uh experiences very much so very much so so um if people haven't experienced it beforehand they will be confused like why is it mindfulness happening or whatever and like you know so i was able to step back and observe it rather than being in the middle of it Mm. because i had that experience before like but again if you spent like last year in bed lying looking at the walls that's okay yeah you know absolutely not everyone did that like you know
0: yeah, absolutely. Like, we, we, obviously, we've gone, we started, um, this podcast, uh, I think it was a month before the lockdown. So we had a couple of guests come into the room <laughs> and record. And then after that, it was, it's been what it has been since. But yeah, like, like I've, I, you know, it suited me the lockdown in the sense of, uh, you know, um, routines and, and, you know, controlling anxiety with routines has been very, it's very easy for me to do. I, I actually don't mind doing it. And, um, I think stepping back into, you know, with uh, the shops open and all the different places opening back up, I think that was more difficult for me than, uh, you know, yeah. the initial lockdown. And, uh, I'm not, t- look, thankfully I've, I've pushed through and I've been to a couple of places since Do- Dublin Galway. And I, I feel that I've kind of come through it now a bit better, but you're right. Like there is this, there was nothing to be, um, you know ashamed of or or nothing to mm. be you know uh, guilty of, of of lying in bed because if that's mm. how you were dealing with none of us knew how to deal we've never like you see. obviously you've had an experience which is probably unlike uh, most people are able to say of that kind of isolation so we we didn't know what to do so we we, we did it the way we you know the best you could I guess um, yeah. and and we want <clears throat> to sorry I wanted to talk about the idea of you mentioned uh, about loneliness there and about you do you get involved with like bigger social issues? That's obviously something that's very important to you. And and uh, you know we we've obviously talked a little bit about it already. But how does the the two come together? Where do you find that link between art and and the social uh, issues that you talk about?
1: Uh, the question again. Sorry, my brain is just like making making it more complicated than it is and I know well it's making it more
0: complicated than no it no I, I <laughs> sometimes sometimes there's all sorts of word salads coming from me so don't be a, a, don't be apologizing for that but the, yeah it's, it's when you address uh, social issues like loneliness yeah. and things like that how do you link those issues that you really do care about with your art how do you um say, uh, you say something and be creative at the same time because we could all just put something out on a page or in a wall or something, but... You oh,
1: know. yeah, I, I totally get to now. Sorry, like, I, Sorry. I sometimes scramble things. Um it, it's, a, it's a good way of problem solving, and you'll, you'll see this with a lot of um, techniques with, uh, say, mindfulness or any of the other uh things is to of if if you've got something that's troubling you um develop a visual of what that uh, problem is and um then try and solve it Mm. that way like um so i suppose it goes back to like Having the whole words, like, w- with the image, like, reinforced it. I had it there, actually, to, to... The proper answer, just there. Well,
0: um, but the, well I, what I... I suppose I should kind of... Can jump in with kind of the idea that... W- what I saw from your stuff, that it... Yeah. There's something really um, clear in what you kind of... What you want to say, you know. And I think what... When I see something a message to do with um we we'll use loneliness because you've we've you've mentioned it already, so we can kind of use that um and I think when something is clear and simple on the wall um and you can take it in uh when I talk about minimalism, you know. Uh, I, that's the kind of stuff that I really like. Some people like a lot of splashy kind of images and words and like even you talking about font and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. People <laughs> love all those kind of different things and they need to be flashy. But for me, I, I'm very happy with, uh, with a minimalist approach. Like, but there's one thing about being uh, artistic in the way that you are with something that's uh, minimalist and, and, you know, just uh, straightforward and there. But the way you present it, there's different ways that you present something like, you know, um, what is the I've I've mixed some of them in, in my head, but there's one where you had a, a word or a phrase and it was uh, the foliage was basically growing. Uh, ah. You know, the one I'm talking about. Well, obviously yeah, you, you create crazy.
1: very fond of that one. Yeah. Um, like, it's sometimes, like, you know, um, like I wouldn't. Someone uh, someone saying to me there uh, a while ago it's just like oh I, you must be so like happy and stuff like that about the work coming out i was just like I, I it's it's like i don't consider it a, a part of me really like so i don't mm. take compliments I mean, it was like i don't go home and go like oh i got a compliment there i'm not even a creative person and all the rest of it like no it's not the case it's it's like you know creating a child you mm. know yeah um, you see parents like um if someone goes like, Oh, you have a very bright child. They go like, Oh, they don't think like they're proud of the child, but they don't take credit for it. I don't yeah. to take credit for the work because it creates self-really, like, you just have to give it a nod. But, um, I am very fond of uh, This is Temporary because, um, of the timing it came out. And um the way that the, the artwork actually finished up was just it, i was very, very happy with it because it ended up in, in the Sunday Independence. Mm. Um it, the rightful face that it should have been. That was actually the finish of the artwork like okay. um yeah, like and it wasn't kind of it, it it kind of grew out from um, you know, this is temporary, like um, uh I, I'll describe it to you now uh without a visual. So like um the letter forms and I had to do it in miniature. I really wanted to do it in real life, but I had to do it in miniature, like because of the lockdowns, mm. but like, yeah, I carved like um, the words, this temporary into um into blocks and I used fake um, grass. So, um, so, you know, the way um, if you're in a field and someone puts like, you know, those oil drums mm. on, on grass and leave it there for a week and you take off the oil drum and there's yellow grass underneath. Like it's all just decomposed. And that's the reason because like it's, start the sun like you know the colors after going through it like you know but eventually it'll grow back so like when I had that again like, um, phrase this is temporary like so much in my head anyway it was just like you know this is temporary like you know it's the life cycle it's nature like mm. you know uh whether you're talking about a virus or you know a person like you know things will have a beginning middle and end and, um, and I had that, the phrase in my head and I was like, oh yeah, sure. I can, because there was kind of a connection between us. We were devoid of sun too. Mm. You know, we're all indoors and like, we we just weren't part of anything, but like eventually we will grow back. Like we will see the sun again, like in air, everything will be back to one. So I made, um, a minute video out of it, like a stop motion one, mm. So you can see the process, but like um, when I was um, contacted by the Sunday Independent, like, oh, it was great because um, the reason why I was so happy with it, like, was the day, like, I don't read newspapers or I don't look, I don't read the internet even, like, you know, it's just, uh, not that I don't like it, like, you know, it's just not me. You know, yeah um, I, I like looking out the window, yeah. um, but I was asking Emma, because um, she'd read it, and uh, I was just like, I was just like, right, man. I was just like, I really want to know this, and please tell me what I want to hear. And she was like, what? And it was just like, was every single bit of that paper all about COVID? And she was like, yes. And I was just like, that's the end of it. It was just like, just this, just the, the thoughts of having this oasis of calm yeah. in this m- hysteria. Yeah. So that was to me. That was the artwork. That, that's where the artwork belonged rather than the piece itself.
0: Yeah, and that's actually that's obviously a great way of looking at it and i just for me it's uh you know there's a lot of your stuff will will kind of uh, is, is in my mind but that in particular uh, as the sense of um i don't know there's something very clever about us in the first place but the idea that um it's it's just kind of i i just love the fact that i know there's there's a way you did it and stuff but if you were taken if you want the way you wanted to do it would say if you were to do it in a larger picture which would be you know the same just bigger obviously but that you're taking another you know part of the earth like as in the the growth and the nature of it and turning it into uh almost like the that would be the front uh uh, the main drive of the piece you know your your wording is there this temporary but what you're allowing to happen is is the growth uh, for it to kind of grow out and obviously it's gone but yeah that that in particular and as well as the next couple of things we're going to talk about were just stuck in my mind as, as something that was very, very striking and very clever. And I know you—you you don't like the compliment thing, is you know. But just allow me, <laughs> allow me to just pass on that. I'm the same with it's you. It's not over
1: my head. Don't worry. it's yes, good. It's good. I'll walk it off. There's going to yeah.
0: There's going to be a few more uh, now as well because um, so the people who who watch uh, the the podcast will know, and I've talked about it before. My. My good friend, Jer Lynch, um, uh, created some film posters for me and for, you know, other people as well or for himself. And um, I love them. And you can see a couple of them behind me there. And uh, you uh, obviously created the I found these after I had seen some of your other work. So when I put when I picked these out, I was like, oh, God, some film posters, you know, and there's there's one. Well, there's there's a couple that I want to talk about. And again, it's I love the designs that you do because they are. I suppose minimalist would that be a that'd be a fairly yeah okay so we 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 go with that but that uh, and again it's just something that I like something that is, is very striking for me and and stays with me. You did one um for for Hamlet and uh so um it's it is like I'm going to let you try and describe it but it's hard to describe and I'll I, we will point people in the right direction to have a look at it but. The reason I I, I loved it because I saw it the first time I saw it I saw one thing, and a couple of times after seeing it again I saw what maybe I was supposed to see the first time or maybe it wasn't who knows it's it's one of those things it mm. depends, um <clears throat> so could you as best as you can and I know this is kind of putting you in, in on the spot but again mm-hmm. people can look at it so t- to describe your that the poster you did for Hamlet,
1: um well. Uh... The two elements of oh, Hamlet is the indecisiveness and uh, the main image is always gonna be the skull. Yeah. You know, always gonna be the skull. The work itself is called the impossibility Imposs- of certainty. So um so the actual pieces I'm actually do you know what? It's better to describe it as the inspiration that I got it from in the first hmm. place. Like when I was actually going through Okay, I'm going to do a poster for Hamlet. And at first, I thought I was going to do, um, it's an Ophelia, isn't it? Or Ophelia, mm, Ophelia who's yeah. the other character? Yeah. And you know that that scene, like, thinking she's in the water. Yeah. The wild rose, like, thinking Kylie Minogue and that, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure people would be familiar. Like, the painting's been done so many times as well, like, so I'm sure the people would recognize from that and Kylie Minogue. Down. So I was start to research um, pictures of, I was going to do an art deco version of it, but um, I was researching like, you know, images of women in water, like see if I could get some inspiration. And when I was scrolling down, I just seen this um, picture of a woman. She was bent over. This is actually probably the best way to describe it. Mm. There's a woman bent over like, and um, you're kind of faced with her head down. She was washing her hair. And the way her hands were up to her hair, and she was bent over it looked like a skull so you can imagine like um, if your hands are uh, um, kind of going at angles to your head there's gaps between your head and like you know the the inside of your arm and the head mm. i hope to god i have explained this no correctly. it's good it's good but, um so i recreate i was just like i have to see i have to do some testing um to see you know with proper lighting and stuff like that which um it really, it worked out great, like, you know, with the, with the lighting and stuff like that. So, there is a person bent over with their hand? I like, instead of putting it in, into my hair, I, I just put it behind uh, my neck. So, just to have the exact same pose as someone that was in turmoil mm. and it's taken from above. But at the same time, like, you can see the skull. So, like, um, when I was doing it, it was just like, you know, it's the death of the mind, you know it's just like you know the the, the impossibly like if you're ruminating as hamlet did like you know it's just like he was kind of creating some kind of death in the mind like you know, just thinking yourself you know and what's worse death in mind death in body kind of thing like you know but i'm um, very happy with
0: that it's brilliant yeah. i love like and, and i suppose i can explain now what i saw was that uh, was was hamlet in in like in anguish like you say in pain mm. <clears throat> and it wasn't until a couple of years later then I saw the skull and I was like, oh, that's of course it's a yeah. skull. And you know, I, I, I like the fact that that happened. I like that. I didn't see it immediately. And, and yeah. then I saw it on re and I do. And you uh, I've seen, you know, some of your other um, movie poster ideas and, and there's one for Moby Dick, which is very, very clever and, and great. But the Frankenstein one stands out for me because, um, obviously it's such like, no, it's not, just obviously, it's outside of a movie, it's a uh, you know, work of literature, obviously. And uh, the you know, if you were to talk to someone about Frankenstein, they you know, and ask them, you know, what do you you know, a line from Frankenstein is it's alive, everybody knows that if they've seen the film, they know it's alive. Yeah. And your your um, your poster is, is Frankenstein's monster under the sheet, and it's the breath. Mm and that that for me would not have at any point uh sprung to mind as an idea that could be used because you i guess because you know we're hugely influenced by what we have seen before and like i saw frankenstein when i was quite young i i, I suppose and you know seeing uh, dr frankenstein you know roaring and shouting and everything around and lightning and all that kind of stuff but again it's bringing it back to the very kind of the the, the core um Idea of it of this monster being alive, but just the simplicity of that breath, and then I co- and then even with me saying that kind of sim- calling it simple, it, it would never have kind of come to my mind. Mm. Are you? So, is Frankenstein a very important thing, uh, you know, film or, or a piece of literature for you, or was it just that idea that you had for it?
1: Oh, that was just a, a project like that. It was a brief that I got. And um, that one comes from, like, a uh, different type of inspiration. Um, you get, like, kind of flashes. Like, a lot of people do get them, like, um, before that. There's a state before you fall asleep. This is a bit interesting. Like, you knows it's mm-hmm. called uh, hypnagogia. And a lot of people get it, like, um, if, um, it's a state. You're conscious and then you're unconscious state. And there's a, a kind of space in between that you're both conscious and unconscious. And a lot of people, musicians, artists, and anyone can get it, but they don't either pay attention to it or think that they're, they're thinking weird thoughts and they're like, in those weird thoughts out. People think I'm crazy or whatever. I thought it was crazy for years until I found out about this thing called Hogwarts It's a good thing to uh, tap into um, I had a few glasses of wine that night as well, but I, I don't endorse drinking to get inspiration. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and I was working on the brief and um, wasn't thinking anything at all. Frankenstein lying there or anything like that. And um yeah, about three o'clock in the morning it was just like kind of drifting off and it just came in a kind of I, I know it sounds a bit airy fairy, but like it does happen in that way mm. as well. You just see it. Um and and that's a really fun way to work because um then your brain starts going like, Okay, let's make this and you just wash your hands and you're like the brain's incredible. And all of a sudden, it's right in front of your face in the physical world. Mm. You know, it's a poster. It's like, that was in my brain. <laughs> your brain goes through this process. Yeah. Telling your hands to do something and telling you your brain goes, like, choose this color and that color and that color to perfectly match just a, a flash moment. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's great. But I, another thing. Sorry. No, go. Yeah. But another thing about, like, creativity, like, because um, I, uh, when I talk to people about creative, you're know, like, "Oh, I'm not creative" and stuff like that, or else they're afraid and they're like, "Oh, I'm crap" or whatever. It's just like you have to remember, like, you know that um, everything that you create, uh, myself included, or anybody else, like, um, you can't turn around to someone and go, like, "Oh, that's not good," or and you can't judge yourself if you don't think that you're good, because like, that all comes from your subconscious. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't come from you. Like, you're, you're watching it and you can see it consciously. But everything that you create comes from your subconscious. You can't tell someone that your subconscious is wrong. Yeah. That's just, that's just so silly. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you no, know, if anyone out there, like, you know, ever thinks, no, I could never do it. It's just like, no, this is just your subconscious. Your subconscious can't be wrong. That's you. That's part of you. You can't do that to yourself. Like, you know, don't be sorry yourself
0: exactly it. And, and just do it and just try and like if you have never done it before if you're listening to this podcast and you've never done it and you thought you, you think well maybe i should try and create a a movie poster or just paint a picture like like you <laughs> say it doesn't it's it, for one thing it was so beneficial uh for mental health uh to be creative to you know be in that moment and again back going back to mindfulness but you know there is a sense of accomplishment and i know you said about compliments and stuff like that but it's not even that it's just your own self you know um confidence will go up because you find yourself you're creating something and you're, you know i I just i just yeah i think anybody should try something and it's like going back to finding what you're into like what do you want to pick up a guitar or you want to you know do a painting whatever it might be and i think uh, and you know it's it's funny you mentioned about that the idea of you know that that state between sleep and the way Mm. you can um, you know that's one that's another thing I find myself drifting into and sometimes you'll you'll like kick a ball or something in that state and you think you're actually kicking a ball or falling off a cliff and you do that jump yeah. like to wake yourself up yeah we're and all
1: I, playing football for some reason yeah,
0: I know it's <laughs> I very <do> too. <laughs> it's very strange uh but I did uh, yeah like Paul McCartney wrote a uh, yellow submarine in that stage and it's kind of yeah. like it's very dreamlike kind of uh song you know so it's yeah it's like it's so interesting to me there's there was another thing I wanted to, to, to ask you about. Um, I'd watched this, uh, it was a while ago. I watched this documentary about Damien Hirst and how his, his, his work is made. And obviously people know Damien Hirst for, for, well, for a lot of his uh, pieces of work, but he, what he does now, he's got a, a kind of a factory and, uh, he's got a, a, a team a staff, um, who create the work. He obviously comes up with the ideas and then he, they create the work and, um, do you think that's not that it's not fair or anything like that, but do you think that's a right way for, because my, my whole thing is like, if I buy a piece of art for 80 million uh, pounds, um, I want to think that Damien Hurst was the guy who was hands on in that, or mm. does it matter? Is it the, is it the idea?
1: Um, it's a sticky one. It's a mm. really, really sticky one. I can understand like why people be like, hang on, like, you know, he's not doing his art and all the rest of it. Like, and, um, no, they're not fans of it, but like, it's it's how art evolves. It, it'll go into like spaces that is confusing for the public, confusing for other artists, and the rest of it. Like um, and it's the struggle to see where where it's going. Like, you know, mm. Duchamp, um, you know the guy with the urinal, the fountain. Mm. Like um, yeah, and he said art was dead. And he mm, loved yeah. saying that. but he was just like, this is the end of all art, like. <laughs> He said he wasn't an artist, but he, he loved the compliments. Like you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, great character. But like you know, Damon Hurst, he does you kind of. I remember seeing him. Um, it was on Instagram, and he he, he made this. <laughs> sorry, I'm not laughing. Um, he made this exhibition, and he just came in the door, and he was like, "Oh, this is the first exhibit." Like, and it was like one of those sterilizing stations for COVID, and it was just like, um you know, the, the hand-washed and a yeah. few towels and stuff like that, and it, it literally was like a wash station for, a for the inside of the door, and he goes oh, this really, this is Duchampian, like, do you remember the, the urinal and stuff like that, it's a ready-made that's, that's, that's what they're called, it's yeah. ready-made Um, in Duchamp Duchamp was brilliant, like you know, he changed how people think he, Yeah, he's right to be a genius, like, you yeah. know but he was going like, this station is is ready made so uh, it all depends on the viewer at the yeah. end of the day i'm gonna cop out of this question now. like you know it's just like you know because i you can't really judge yeah. art. like you know whoever the whoever finds it meaningful like then it's okay like you know all, all art is relevant yeah. um, and getting other people to do it for you if it's strong enough concept you know um you know, he, one thing about Jason Hurst, like, his the titles for his works can be amazing. Mm. So we don't, um, so, they, you know, if you had this glue thing here uh, that I'm holding in my hands, and if you had an amazing title for it, like, it completely changes it, and it doesn't matter if it yeah. was made, if ever got Mr. Price or whatever, like, you know, you can't say that anymore because the title of it is just completely different, but, um, I, I totally get where you're coming from uh, mm. about like, you know, manufacturing uh, stuff and you're getting so much money. And that's, that's another way that art has evolved. It was just like, you know, the first question when someone says or shows a work of art is like, how much is it worth?
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Kind of, that's the way it's gone. Like,
0: you know, yeah.
1: awful sad, but everything evolves like that. Like, you might agree with it, you might disagree with it, but you never know something else might come out of it. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I, I never thought. You know of the 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 name um, being something that would kind of maybe draw it in even more. I I I love that like, Edvard Munch just named his paintings just as they were. You know, mm. like the kiss and the scream and yeah, you know, anx- um, uh anxiety. You know, these kind of just exactly as they are. You know, and I um I I, I love that. <laughs> like uh, he is my favorite artist and I really like seeing the way he Ah, yeah and I love I love the the actual seeing the brush strokes and seeing the the why you can see what what the width uh, brush he used and 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 like he like I say using those simple words and stuff like that but you're right like it is all to do with your own you know perception of what it is of what art is and stuff and you know people don't like Banksy and you know these kind of newer generations of people I suppose Hurst falls in that Excuse me, it falls in that category and it is all, you know, relevant, you know, and it's all good. And if you're into it, enjoy it. Um, when you aren't being artistic, um, what do you like to do in your spare time? Daydream.
1: <laughs>
0: Daydream. <laughs>
1: um, I'm a chronic daydreamer. Like but, if,
0: not, if, but not, uh, but, but why, you're not daydreaming about art though. Um,
1: yeah, I'm pretty much daydreaming about everything. Like if I could put it on my CV, older hobbies, I would put daydreaming. I'm um, shocking shock for it. Like, um... just, uh, and
0: can I just get an idea? Like, so if you, um, I think anxiety drives me a lot. So it's like, you know, I, I'm thinking, right, what do I need to have out set for tomorrow? Like, what do I need to do for today? And it's never a case of just sitting there and being just like sitting still. And I'd love to do it. Like, you know, when you're daydreaming, are you literally like, is it a case if you are in the process of doing things and you're daydreaming, or is it very much in, you know, a static kind of position and daydreaming,
1: uh, or both. Both, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it's both. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I stare at a wall like people look at Netflix. You know, it's just like, <laughs> and like don't get me wrong, it drives me mad sometimes as well. Like because. Uh, your imagination is left by itself, like, you know, the the, the excitement takes the nose, like, very, very quickly. Like, you know, living in your head is never a good thing for a long period of time. Like, but sometimes, um, it can be great fun. Um, what else do I do? Um, I like reading, like, you know, I'm getting into, uh, um, uh, I'm getting back into young again. Oh, Um, I haven't been into young, like in a very, very long time. Like it is, this the kind of go-to for art students, um, man and his symbols. So, um, I've seen symbols everywhere now. I love reading stuff like that, like,
0: you know, and, and you can see the, the proof of it. Um, we yeah, did I have, like... we did have someone on who was really into young and we, we probably, Oh really? Yeah, we only really brushed the surface, of course, because it came at the end of the, uh, you know, the, the the chat and it was kind of like, and to, I, I don't like, I'll be honest here. I don't have a lot to offer in those in those areas because my grasp of like philosophy and, and things like that are isn't the best. I'll be honest. And psychology and you know all of those things, and I'm trying to kind of, I guess I'm trying to catch up. But like I've, it's the name has come up too many times for me not to now kind of at least have a little bit of a read. And you know we always have, especially with the. The internet around there's always like introductions to these people and i should really just just check it out like and see what see what i think it mightn't stick. Yeah. well
1: there's no harm not you no know? yeah. like because um i've met people um, they're got psychology degrees come out and on paper they understand people but when you talk to them they don't it's all mm. about observing people and you can do that like without all the books like i think it was Schopenhauer it's like too, reading too many books makes you stupid like mm. you know just and and that's that's what I like doing is just like read maybe one or two of the greats and then let it sink in and observe people. But oh no, again, like you know, you never feel like you know you might be um you know you're not against beside the heavyweights of maybe your friends or people that you've talked to like that uh, have read all this philosophy. Like everybody has something to bring to the table. Like I was saying during last year as well, it was just like um because nobody experienced this anymore and. For a long time to come, like, you know, there's been no journals, there's been no papers. Mm. Everybody's a philosopher. A seven-year-old is a philosopher in it. Mm. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like, it was was like, everything is so fresh, so, like, work on that. Like, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to, like, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's like when I was probably in my 20s and I was trying to catch up with i suppose works of literature that i felt that we all should read which is a nonsense anyway but you know i felt that i needed to read these uh these books and i read i remember reading moby dick actually considering your your Ah, uh, poster and i remember reading it and thinking this is a great book and then there was like a chapter on the anatomy of the whale and i thought this is not that good of a book, but it got, it, it came out of it though. And, and it got back to the story because it, it's a brilliant story. Like it's a kind of a universal story. And it just happens to be about a guy trying to catch a whale. But the, 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 uh, I really tried to chase down all this stuff and I was reading stuff. I, I remember reading a Salman Rushdie book because uh, I had read the satanic verses and it was great. I'd really thought it was a brilliant uh, uh, book, but I read Midnight's children and I hated it. And I was about a hundred pages in, and my I just couldn't, you know, I always say to people now, if you're really not enjoying a book or a film or something, just not stop. But at that time, I wouldn't let myself stop reading it. And the more I read it, the more I disliked it. And I really kind of <laughs> I, had, I had such a bad experience with it that I was like, right, from now on, I need to just when there is that moment of you saying, This is a waste of time. This is not for you. It's not that the book isn't a great book. It's Salman Rushdie. You know, the guy can write. It just wasn't my book, you know, my type of book. So, yeah, it's got it's one of those things where you try and catch up with everything. But yeah, on this podcast, I've tried to take little pieces, maybe not from every episode, obviously, but from some. So I'm going to put Jung down on the list and I'm going to. (laughs) <laughs> maybe just do a little introduction to 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 see what he he's all about you know and that i think mm. that'd be good but oh he's a
1: lovely lovely he reads very well he's a lovely man he's like another guy uh if you ever wanted to go uh neuroscience kind of way like uh, oliver sacks he's absolutely oh, I've re- yeah yeah <clears throat> heartwarming like he's he is like another young is like yeah. a, an oliver sacks so he is so you're in good hands yeah the and so- <laughs> the, the jumble
0: saxs i've read a couple of sax's works uh, awakenings and there's another one i have in there but the the um there is a new documentary out about him i think uh, it's definitely coming out next week yeah. or maybe it's out this week it's this week or next week anyway but it's meant to be a brilliant documentary about his uh about his life and stuff and a fascinating uh character as well um Mimi, where can people find you if they after all this talk of your of your work <laughs> we need people to go see it you know
1: um Oh, um, I, the website is MimiTheory mm-hmm. and um, I'm on Instagram as well at Mary Mimi Theory.
0: And if um, you're, if you're like me, um, uh, just go into Instagram, uh, follow Mimi, which would be great. But it's a little link there to the website, and just go into that there. That's the easiest way to find all this stuff and a lot of stuff that obviously there's loads of stuff on there that we didn't get to go through, but there's it's all uh, worth your time and it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And Mimi, we uh, really appreciate you coming on. It was great.
1: Yeah, no problem. Had a good time. That's
0: good. That's, nice that's always good. Listen, hang, stick with me for one minute. I just want to close this out, get a quick photo with you, and then I'll let you go about your, your evening.
1: That's yeah, okay. No problem.
0: Perfect. Okay. So thanks very much to John. Uh, I hope you have a great time over in Amsterdam. Uh, you deserve it. Um, he's putting a couple of episodes up in getting ready to schedule them so I'm not putting in charge of anything technical because that would be a disaster uh, so thanks to my mum, my dad, my granddad Jura, and Calvin for the, the logo and the music subscribe to our YouTube if you would or on Instagram, Facebook Twitter, uh, the podcast platforms are Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, etc and yeah once again as always thanks very much maybe yeah, thank
1: you very
0: much. pleasure Thank you. And thanks to everyone, as always, for listening. We'll be back, obviously, next week. Take care of yourselves. Bye.